Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willett from PipesAndCigars.com. I'm Kane, also from PipesAndCigars.com. And welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. As you can see, Kane is back. Uh, so we're going to have, I'm sure, some uh, fun discussion today. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we were rocking and rolling over the weekend. Uh, sure. PNC was hopping. Yeah, no, it was a great weekend. You know, we had plenty of deals, and uh, we're super happy that everyone seemed to love them. Yeah, yeah. They Well, there, there were some really exceptional deals there. Yeah, and sure. and we've and we've still got a lot more um, yeah. right through the whole holiday season. So, uh, you know, I anybody who's uh, looking for uh, some gifts or something to uh, put under their Christmas tree for themselves, yeah, yeah, I don't think they can uh, they can do too much wrong there. And uh, by the way, I, you can see I'm wearing uh, the navy blue PNC t-shirt, as is Kane. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little chilly, you know. Need a need a cardigan here, but yeah, I have the shirt on. But um, but uh, you know, just so you know, if you if you like the looks of these, uh, the full PNC logo is on the back of the shirt. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, a, it's a nice way to let people know you're part of the PNC faithful. And, yeah, you know, it, colors. Yes, it, right there. <laughs> yeah, it also comes in beige. Yeah. And um, and I think the printing's brown on the beige one, right? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more of a, uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. It's a bit black, but it still looks just as clean with the black um, okay. on it. But yeah, looks looks clean with the black. Okay, and um, so if you want, you know, if you want one of those, you can get them from PNC uh, for only five payments of thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I don't but, know if that's true. But if you order by one o'clock, uh, we'll remove one payment. Oh, so only oh, four payments. Wow, wow. Of $39.99. You should have let me know. I would have put out an email about this. I didn't uh, know we were doing such a special deal. Yeah, well, you know, it was a last minute decision. Yeah, I guess so. One of Russ's specials. Um, Dan and Buck and David and Scott are all here. Hi, folks. Yeah, and great Dan wants everyone. to know where the free beer is. <laughs> We're wondering that too, huh? Uh, it's at your house, Dan. Yeah, right. You got all that good Canadian beer. So we're coming up to see you. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's hop in. We'll go, we'll breeze through what's happening on PNC this week. And because sure, yeah. uh, uh, we got we we've got so much going on that if we don't uh, if we don't kind of scoop through it, that'll be all we'll have time for. Yeah, right. So um, so here is what's happening on PNC. 
So our Cyber Monday deal rolls on at 20% off Captain Black. That's off uh, pouches and cans. So uh, Captain Black fans, here's your opportunity to stock up for your winter smoking. And then another Cyber Monday deal that continues is the Viking Odense Magano. Um, they're on sale for only $59.99. And really, this is uh, kind of a, a neat throwback to the 70s and 80s. Back then, a lot of the uh, Danish uh, pipes of this sort would use a shank extension. And on, in this case, they use a metal shank extension, uh, which is actually not a metal shank extension. It's a cap but that's what it looks like. Uh, that, that cap is great because it reinforces the shank so it's less likely to crack or split. And uh, these are really, really solid pipes uh, for less than 60 bucks. So um, take a look at these if you're in the market for a, a great everyday pipe. And then also from Viking, we have the Babord pipes at 20% off. They're only $63.99. And if you're looking for something a little more traditional in style, um, this is what you're looking for. Uh, simple uh, shapes and clean design, black stems, uh, trim ring, beautiful pipe, and again, very reasonably priced. Mm -hmm. And then we have our winter pouch sale. We have pouches from Berrettini, Stanwell, Aaron Gobra, Viking, uh, up to 40% off. They start at $639. Um, we have tobacco pouches, pipe pouches, pipe and tobacco combo pouches, pipe cases. So there's there's something for all needs. So um, and these are all leather pouches, by the way, in, yeah. the, in these brands, everything is leather. Um, we do have a few PVC pouches, but they're, they're, uh, their own little world there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, these are all leather pouches with surgical rubber lining. If they, uh, if they're designed to hold tobacco. And then we have the snowstorm sampler sale. So one thing that we're known for that uh, not a lot of other places do are samplers. We have cigar samplers, tinned tobacco samples, samplers, pouch samplers, bulk samplers, samplers with pipes. And we they're up to 71% off MSRP, more than 40 to choose from. Um, so if you're looking to uh, try some new stuff, this is really the inexpensive and common sense way to do it. Get yourself a sampler and try something new. And then the Christmas pipe sale continues through the holidays here. Um, more than 45 different lines of pipes to choose from from Stanwell, Berrettini, Savinelli, Big Ben, and more. 
Um, there are discounts. There are bonus items. There are upgrades included in the deal. Uh, just go to the homepage, look for the Christmas pipe sale slide, click on it. It'll take you right to the page. And then we have Peter Stokeby 16 ounce bags now, only $34.50. Uh, and it says some exclusions apply. That means that the luxury flakes, the luxury bullseye, luxury navy, and luxury twists are not included. Um, but all the rest of the Stokeby blends are. And um, you see that handsome uh, cardinal red Peter Stokeby jar. Um, that's a $10 upgrade with the purchase of any one-pound bag of Stokeby tobacco. It's a $30 value with a bale enclosure and a thick uh, silicone uh, band to, uh, to keep it nice and tight. So um, you want to take, um, take advantage of that. Dan wants to know if there's any change in shipping to Canada. Not at this point, Dan. The discussion is had pretty much every time uh, we have the opportunity to raise it at this point. Um, it's not looking like if it's going to happen, that it's going to happen anytime too soon. Uh, but uh, we always keep asking. So uh, we'll let you know definitely for sure if that mm -hmm. changes. This week's Tobacco of the Week is a Scudo Navy Deluxe. Gee, this is one that nobody likes. Huh. Uh, I think we had a period of about a year and a half where as soon as it came in and went out to fill back orders, we yeah. didn't have any on the website for a long time. We finally gotten caught back up so we can run a sale on it again. So um, we're, uh, it is on special this week. And of course, you know, this is the, the Virginia Perique blend that all Virginia Perique blends are compared to. Um, it, they're, um, Virginias and Periques are rolled and then sliced into coins. Um, and they have a, a natural sweetness, um, easy to prepare, great smoke, and, uh, and on sale. And then we've got November's monthly deal, 15% off all the Cascadia Pipe Company plug pipe tobaccos. And then uh, you get a bonus uh, metal uh, enameled campfire mug with the uh, Cascadia logo on the side. With any Cascadia purchase, so that's the tobaccos and the pipes, and that's the uh, Cascadia Ponderosa pipe, and the new Cascadia backpacker, which is the pipe for people on the go. Um, mm -hmm. it dis the pipes disassemble easily, stash in a pocket because they're not too long. They're very lightweight, so they're easy to clench. Um, they're not a super long smoke, but uh, but they're a handy smoke. 
plus the fact that they come in different colors and finishes and you can interchange the stems and and the molds so you could you could uh, back up uh, pack up a, uh, a three or four molds put sure. them in your pocket and you only need to carry the one stem mm -hmm. and uh, just swap them out i mean just a, a really neat pipe and they're inexpensive but they're very well made now yeah. uh, buck's still loving his backpacker hey great to hear buck that's yeah yeah do For yourself sure. a favor you know pick up a few I mean, swapping the bowls, you know, I mean, having something so easy as that, I mean, that's just so right. convenient. In fact, I think, I think Buck uh, mentioned that um, uh, he, he did get two. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Um, and then my cigar clippings for this week, how do they make Maduro wrappers? Well, there are two ways. There's the right way and the wrong way. Um, and the wrong way is the way that a lot of companies were doing it uh, during the cigar boom years of the early 1990s, um, using uh, something that they uh, disparagingly referred to as the Maduro-Matic. It was basically like a washing machine and they would use a molasses-based dye and they would spin up just regular old uh, leaf and the molasses would stain the tobacco black. And then uh, they would use that as a uh, wrapper. And you always knew when you got one of those because when you would smoke it, your fingertips would turn brown. Uh, that's the wrong way. Yeah, that's before your time came. I don't think anybody's doing it anymore. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. One, uh, way is, uh, one way of saying, oh, geez. Uh, the, right, the right way to do it is natural fermentation. So um, sometimes they, they'll, they'll take bundles of tobacco, large bundles, and wrap it in palm, uh, palm bark uh, called pilones. Uh, but sometimes they don't they don't wrap them. In fact, most of the time they don't wrap them in the in the bark. They they just make uh, large bundles, and the the weight of the tobacco itself, plus the fact that it's decaying vegetable matter, um, causes fermentation, and the fermentation causes sugars to caramelize because during fermentation, these stacks will reach temperatures of about 140 to 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and when they get into that range, then they have to break the bundles apart and let the tobacco breathe um, because the, um, the tobacco has to expel uh, ammonia and other things. And then uh, if you leave it piled up for uh, too long and at too high a temperature, the the uh, wrapper will start to just dissolve. 
um, you, you'll get really crappy tobacco. Uh, but they may, they may do the fermentation twice. They may do it three times. Uh, with the whole idea being to get the flavors uh, to to uh, to maximize uh, while minimizing any of the negative qualities of the tobacco, which would be what we call uh, uh, when we refer to a cigar as green, or sometimes people will say it's sick. Um, what they're referring to is that the cigars haven't had enough natural aging time to expel all the ammonia. And uh, you do not want to smoke a cigar that still uh, has ammonia in it. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the right way to make a Maduro wrapper. And with that, um, it's time to move on to whatever the hell you wanted to talk about, King. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see, I see David asking about the difference between Maduro and uh, EMS. And, uh, you know, I know as, as far as I know, of course, you know, EMS uh, is relating to Cuban cigars sold only in the UK. And it's a it's a darker leaf than you know, natural, uh, Cuban, you know, tobacco, but it's still lighter than Maduro. Um, so, you know, as far as that goes, uh, I'm sure that that tobacco of course is fermented a little bit, you know, a little longer, but more to give it that little bit more strength, but it still doesn't reach up to a Maduro, but, uh, yeah. And of course, you know, being Cuban tobacco, uh, compared to, you know, Nicaraguan or, or uh, another country producing Maduro tobaccos, but. Yeah, Punch and Hoyo de Monterey used to use um, some of those terminologies. English market selection is what what they would normally call Claro today, Hmm. which is, yeah, a little bit darker than your normal natural wrapper. Uh, American market selection um, is a little bit darker still. Spanish market selection were Maduros. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm sorry, American market selection referred to Candelas. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see David saying he's yeah. specifically referring to the punchline. Uh, yes. To, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 used to and still do, to some degree, use those terms. Yeah. Um, but it used to be a lot worse. Kane and I were talking about it before we came on yeah. today. Um, that they used to have double Maduro. They used to have a Scuro, and um, you know all these different classifications. Now, you know if you get natural maduro that's you know it's normally about it yeah yeah but uh it it makes it it makes it a lot easier for the uh people who sort the wrapper leaves at the factory yeah right (laughs) yep a little bit of differentiation there yep absolutely I am I am going to um, 
I'm going to get my hands on some cigar leaf and I am yeah. going to attempt uh, to make my own blend. And I've settled on a size because there are a few different sizes that I really like and I'm going to kind of combine them. Okay. And I'm going to, to make the cigar six and a half by 46. Okay. That's a nice ring gauge. Um, it'll smoke cooler than a Corona. Um, but it's not going to be as unwieldy in the mouth as a Toro. And, um, so I'm going to give it a try. We'll yeah. see. No, that's I, cool. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about uh, using some rustica. Yeah. Hey, well, thing. listen. You know, you need some uh, some constructive criticism or reviews. Oh. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely pass samples around. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yep. That's exciting. Yeah. No, that's it's you know kind of gets into uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you today. Yeah. And that was thought of my curiosity. You know, you talk about, you're talking about blending your own cigar, of course, right now, you know, creating your own. But in regards to you getting into to blending, you know, pipe tobaccos, um, you know, we may, have, we may have touched on it before. But for me, that's always been one of my biggest questions uh, for lots of blenders is I'm like, you know, how did, how did you get into it? Because for me, it's always so exciting the idea of getting into blending myself, you know, so it's always a question of, you know, how did, how did you, how did you start uh, with your, your blending, uh, you know, career, your, your, you know, the, the entirety of it. I know it's a, you know, a long story, many years, but, you know, uh, it's really intriguing to me. I was 19 years old and I went into um, a drug store and got myself two pouches of tobacco and a pipe that came in a blister pack. Um, shitty pipe made out of um, synthetic material and a couple of uh, pouches of a crappy aromatic. And uh, I fried my tongue and I was about ready to quit when my father saw the pipe and he said, if you're going to smoke a pipe, smoke a real pipe. So he took me to the shop that he got his stuff from, got me a decent pipe and some good tobacco, and uh, and then I fell in love with it. And I started, uh, I was working in a mall at the time, and there was a tobacco shop in the mall, so I figured I'd go there and uh, and get myself whatever I needed because it was convenient. And uh, the manager of the place and I got talking and after a while he said, hey, you want some part-time work? So I went to work part-time and they had bulk tobaccos and jars out on the counter. I started playing around trying to mix some of this stuff up and um, a couple of them worked out okay and we sampled them to people they liked them they wound up up on the counter with the rest of the jars 
And I probably did about a half dozen blends for them. And then uh, I had a uh, hiatus from the business for a while because, to be honest with you, the 1980s were a terrible time to be in the tobacco business. Yeah. Um, cig premium cigars had not become a thing yet. You know, they were they were important to the people who liked them, but that was a really small audience at the time. And, you know, going back to like the 1950s, probably 30 to 40 percent of of people um, smoked or more. And a lot of them were pipe smokers. And pipe smoking started to tail off um, after World War II, gradually. Uh, because a lot of pipe smokers, when they, get, they were uh, in the service, they got free cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. And cigarettes are easier to deal with when you're, you know, in, in a situation like being on a battlefield. And uh, so a lot of those people stuck with cigarettes when they came home. Um, but the drop-off continued, and when it hit the 80s, neither premium cigars nor pipes and pipe tobacco were doing extremely well. Um, and then the boom hit. So right around 1990, Cigar Aficionado comes out, and uh, Scott opened up his shop up in Albany. And in 1999, I came back, or he opened PNC, and five years later, I came on board. In 2004, I made the first six Hearth and Home blends that we sampled to the pipe club, and then we sold in the brick and mortar. And they did well enough in the brick and mortar that we put them online, and that's, it's, that's where it's gone from there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you know, now recently that I've been smoking a little bit more often, I've also been kind of toying around, you know, with every every time I break out my tobaccos to smoke, you know, you want to kind of mix things up a bit. And I was just kind of curious about some of your favorites to, to mix up or, you know, and if you keep like a specific ratio normally when you mix your tobaccos and how those kind of interplay uh, as well, you know, maybe you have a certain mix that you like based on a certain ratio, you know? Um, not everybody's the same, obviously. Every Everybody has a different approach. Um, I like to start my day off with, um, with a Kickstarter. I don't, I don't want some wimpy little blend. Yeah. Uh, so I'll smoke Warhorse, or I might smoke one of the Gowith and Hogarth tobaccos, um, or a good old Burley, but it's, it's got to have a little vitamin N in it uh, in the morning to get my heart started. 
Yeah. So between, you know, between a, a good pipe of something like uh, G&H Kendall Dark uh, with a 24-ounce Wawa coffee, and um, I'm pretty good until about noon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, when we get into midday, I want, I want something pretty easy to smoke and mild, uh, and, uh, and mindless. So maybe, um, a, a light American English, you know, a burly blend with just a little bit of Latakia, uh, for, for interest. Um, and then... After dinner, I'll normally have something that that I I haven't had in a while. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go through, you know, what I've got on the shelves, and I'll find something that that I haven't opened up in a couple of months, and mm -hmm. I'll enjoy a bowl of that. And then later in the evening. Uh, for just the opposite reason, I again have something pretty stout at yeah. the end of the day because for some reason in the morning it it gets me going and at night it it chills me out. Yeah. You know, I understand. You know, for me I kind of can liken it a bit to to cooking, right? Like Whereas baking, you know, it's a strict recipe. I mean, you got to have just enough sugar for the, you know, the flour, all those things. It's all plays based on balance. But, you know, pipe tobacco can be akin to to, uh, to cooking because how much spice or how much you want to use of this, that, the other, it's all completely arbitrary. It's, it's whatever you decide. Uh, and that can be super, uh, you know, super fun. But we got a, a lot of talk in the chat now. Um Dan asking, how large is your tobacco rotation and how often does it change, if at all? A question for both of you. Uh, Dan, I, I don't think uh, it's appropriate for us to be comparing sizes here. Um, uh. Uh, I, you know, but um, how large is my rotation? I probably have 50 or 60 tobaccos here. Um, 10 in regular rotation or so, mm -hmm. and the rest of them are my more occasional after dinner. Yeah. That's yeah. I'd, yeah. I, I'd say often like, you know, I'm always really looking to try new things and experience, you know, new tobaccos. So for me, it's always kind of ever changing and ever expanding because it's like when I get something new to try out, well, then something I was trying kind of gets shifted behind and just like you said where it's like that after dinner smoke where huh what have i been forgetting about recently and uh, that can kind of reappear but yeah absolutely yeah. um and uh, but started with the medico and two pouches of carter hall and a pipe nail yep drugstore purchase yeah. Of course, you can't find them in drugstores anymore. That's okay. You can find them on PNC. Hey, yeah, we got you. We got you all set. Nothing to worry about here. We'll cover uh, it. Yeah, Buck says that he likes uh, Hearth and Home Chatham Manor with his morning coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know when I when I came up with um, Chatham Manor, I was like, 
you know, we had we already had a, a match for um, Prince Albert. We had Prince Andrew, mm. and we were coming up with with this, and I I smoked a few bowls of Carter Hall because that's what Chatham Manor is meant to to be a substitute for. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, I know you've got drug stores up in Dan, but they sell different kinds of drugs up there. Yeah. Uh, so um, when I did Chatham Manor, I was like, let me look up the reviews and see what people bitch about the most Yeah. when they smoke that tobacco. And I, I read a bunch of the reviews. And the biggest thing that they, they mentioned was that in recent years, more so than in the past, it, it has kind of a chemical note to it. So I went about my business trying to come up with something with more flavor and less of that negative. Sure. And I think we did pretty well because um, – People, uh, a lot of people say that uh, they switched to Chatham Manor for from Carter Hall. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Um, I see David likes says, a good burly. Yeah. Yeah, good burly with coffee or some dark fired. That sounds oh, like yeah. a wake up call too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Dan, don't ship to the states. So there. Well. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got drug stores in Canada. I got it. We have drug stores too. Yeah. Our drug stores just don't sell pipes and pipe tobacco. Yeah. Uh, uh, up there, don't they have to sell uh, tobacco in gun stores? Don't 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 you have to have eighteen forms of ID to be able to get your tobacco? And yeah, then right. you, you you pay them three times the amount of the tobacco for the taxes. Something like that. Well, that's okay. Yeah. We'll we'll sneak some stuff up to you. I'll um yeah, we'll find I'll, I'll 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 stuff it in a moose and send it up your way. Yeah, right. That'll pass through. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the moose don't have to show passports or driver's licenses. Yeah. Well, okay. talking about, yeah, yeah. Talking about, uh, you know, rotating tobaccos and whatnot, too. Uh, you know, one other thing that, you know, I've been kind of now that I've been smoking a little bit more frequently is uh, the habit of rotating my pipes and, you know, getting getting used to that. You know, I, I know the uh, advice uh, as per the 101 on the uh, FAQ on the website is for each bowl you smoke in a day, let it sit that many days. Yep. So I was going to kind of ask you about how often you rotate. I mean, or is your collection of, you know, not that we're comparing size here of collections, but uh, is your collection of pipes, you know, so large that it's just kind of like, well, arbitrary, yeah, you know, today, this, today, you know, anyway, you know. I have my, I have my favorites that stay in regular rotation, <laughs> yeah. but I, I have, I have over a hundred pipes. So yeah. Um, I, I never oversmoke them. One thing that, you know, people don't take into consideration too, 
when it, it comes to resting pipes and all is the kind of tobacco you smoke. Mm -hmm. um, the harder the cake, the quicker the pipe will dry. Yeah. The softer the cake, the longer it holds the moisture. So if you smoke real heavy aromatics, something with a lot of flavoring, especially straight black Cavendish, mm -hmm. the cake is very soft. And so if you're a regular black Cavendish smoker, I'd rest it two days for every day because that cake is going to hold on to uh, the moisture for probably an extra day before yeah. it sit up. But if you smoke like straight Virginias and that's all you smoke, the cake that you build up in that pipe is going to be hard and yeah. it, it, it's uh, not going to absorb much in the way of moisture. So um, rotating is important, uh, but in recent years, my little casual research has shown me that the cake of the pipe is as important uh, to the amount of time uh, you allow the pipe to rest as the pipe is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing, you know, I was thinking about, too, was, you know, rotating tobaccos as well. Like, do you try and alternate the tobaccos you smoke uh, in your pipes or is it normally kind of like, you know, or do you have like a dedicated pipe? Dedicated pipes. Pipe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not not necessarily dedicated to a blend, although I have a few pipes. Sure. That I've dedicated to a particular tobacco be just because when I have that combination, the tobacco really sings. Yeah. And, um, but for the most part, you know, if I smoke an aromatic in a pipe, then I'm only going to smoke aromatics in that pipe. Okay. If I smoke Latakia blends in the pipe, that's all I'm going to smoke in it. Right. Um, but it, it's more rare that I have a pipe dedicated to a particular tobacco. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think too, is like the, you know, the long-term, you know, influence on, uh, you know, flavor, of course, like, okay, if you keep smoking different, you know, different tobaccos, different blends, eventually like, you know, that, uh, might influence the, the future taste of those, if you, you know, the next different one you smoke, it's yeah. still going to have a ghost of past of whatever you previously smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Ghosting is, is a big issue with certain tobaccos. Yeah. Um, you know, anything with a very assertive flavor, you, you've got to be careful about, um, Warhorse bar, Warhorse green, uh, have very assertive flavor. If you're going to smoke that in a pipe, and you go to smoke something else in that pipe later, you're going to taste the Warhorse Bar or the Warhorse War Green yeah. for probably the next three or four bowls. Mm -hmm. Just a fact. You know, if you smoke a very heavy Latakia blend and then you smoke a, a light Latakia blend in that pipe later, it's going to taste stronger just because the 
amount of Latakia is still lingering in the pipe sure. is going to add, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, ghosting is, is a big issue, especially when you're referring to the Lakeland tobaccos, the Samuel Gowith and Gowith and Hogarth tobaccos, okay. because they use a lot of botanicals and herbs and florals uh, in their flavors. <clears throat> right. And because of how different and how assertive they are, um, they definitely can linger in a pipe. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> hey, guys, you can't get the true taste of the tobacco if you mix tobacco, tobacco categories in one pipe. Absolutely correct, Charles. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Charles knows about bass notes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Charles is, uh, is an educator and musician. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, he knows a lot about bass notes and Dan here is talking about, uh, if your tobacco sings, maybe it's time to stop. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and David, David says it's a Captain Black grape. Uh, you uh, you don't know about this, Kane, because luckily it was it was killed <laughs> be just before you came on board. Oh yeah. Uh, but for a few years, uh, Captain Black had Captain Black grape, hmm. and it did it smelled, and to a degree tasted like grape Kool Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, as a novelty, it was kind of fun. Sure. Um, and, and all, um, but I, I think the general public found it a little too out there for their tastes. Yeah, they might, it, while it might've been very accurate or whatnot in the flavor, is that really the flavor that you're seeking when you're smoking your pipe? And it's funny, it's funny because, um, Sutliff, although I don't think we carry it any longer um, because it wasn't selling all that well for us. But for, for years, and I believe they still have it in their lineup, Sutliff made a red uh, red wine um, bulk tobacco, and it really had a great smell to it, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan says, am I a tobacco snob if I think Captain Black is like smoking candy? <clears throat> You're not a tobacco snob. You just know what you like. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. You know, the, the, the saying is, like what you smoke, smoke what you like. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, if you tell me that you only smoke Lakelands, you only smoke them in straight billiards that weigh less than an ounce, and you only smoke them while you're drinking Earl Grey tea with your pinky stink sticking out, then I might call you a snob. Sure. But if you're, if you're saying that most aromatics are too sweet for you, no, I, I don't think that's snobbish. Yeah. 
Backwoods Grape Cigars. Yep. On, uh, yeah. Another yeah. another classic. Yeah. Just That's like awesome. just like my skipjack uh blend from uh, April. Yeah. Yeah. Flavored with um uh fine Italian olive oil, capers, and uh, tuna. Oh, okay. That was for uh April Fool's Day. Yeah. Then asking what what about the saying show me the tobacco you smoke and I'll tell you what kind of person you are. Now I say show me the money. Yeah, right. Um I, I don't I don't I don't know. I I don't know about that. That that would concern me if you like Edgeworth. Because if I remember correctly, Joseph Stalin smoked Edgeworth. Yikes. So if if that tells you what kind of person an Edgeworth smoker is, you might not want to tell people you smoke Edgeworth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think I think some of it can be akin to like, you know, I don't know. Same way some people might think of like, you know, you go to like cigars where you have a guy that only only smokes one particular brand, uh, you know, come, in, come yep. to my shop. You know, they only smoke, you know, a brand beginning with, you know, A, a and F, you know, uh, you know, and that, that's it. And that's the only option, you know, and, uh, you know, you might categorize in some ways there, but, you know. Look, I can I can understand that. Yeah, if, if you know what that, you like. If yeah. That manufacturer has a flavor profile that just suits you. Sure. Yeah. I I could understand that. Me, I don't think I have in years smoked two of the same cigar in a row. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with that. You know, and I mean. That was always the trouble part where it's like, okay, well, what, what do you like about them? And we can help try and find one that's similar. Yep. But if they can't answer that question, it's like, okay, then, you know, what is it about them that you actually like? That's not like, that doesn't re relate to the cigar itself, you know? And sometimes that can kind of uh, be part of it, you know? Yeah. Um. Certainly, certainly you do have your Padron Davidoff uh, adherents who won't smoke anything else. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ashton and, and all. Yeah. Uh, but, but for me, I like to switch it up. I like to oh, yeah. try different things. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas my tastes run toward uh heavier stronger cigars at the same time yeah. um i'll i'll sit down sometimes and really enjoy a nice cameroon yeah you know no, and, it's always great to switch it up you know and i mean that that was the thing you know when i was uh you know helping manage the store it's like okay well what what's your favorite smoke and it's like i customers might ask me and it's like 
I can tell you my favorite cigar I smoke today, but I'm like, the thing is like, I'm, I'm, you know, or what one do you always smoke? And I'm like, well, I'm always smoking a different one because, you know, whatever the new inventory or whatnot, you know, you always want to try out the product, but you know, it's the same thing here. I'm sure for you, Russ, where it's like, you know, pipe tobacco, you always want to try out everything. So that way, you know, everything, sure. you know, uh, know as much as you can as being educated consumer, uh, you know, as well as, you know, business person trying to market to them. Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, having blended a number of tobaccos, um, I know a number, I, a, a number of people over the years that I've spoken to have wondered about um, how I feel about other people's tobaccos. Yeah. Just like I feel about some about my tobaccos. Sure. Some of them I like and some of them I don't. Yeah. Um, but then again, here's what I'll say about different blenders. The better the blender, the fewer of their blends you tend to not like. Right. Because even when you don't particularly care for the flavor profile, you can appreciate the craftsmanship that went into it. For sure. You can still appreciate how for someone else it might be a good experience for them. It might yep. be what they're looking for. And then there, there are some people who, who have a... Um, a particular framework for the way they blend tobaccos. And so all of their tobaccos tend to have a common thread. Right. And when that happens, um, I have less interest because they kind of blend into each other. You know, mm -hmm. one, one tastes kind of similar to the next. Um, and that's great if that general profile is what you like. Sure, yeah. But if it's not, that person's got nothing that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. You know, that's so. Really, that's really a tough part, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, Buck saying switching around is the fun of this hobby slash habit. Yeah. That's for sure. Completely yeah. agree. You know, Sean uh, saying he'll, he'll try them all once. Hey. That's a good attitude to have. Yes, yeah. and I would I would get tired of steak every day because you know you gotta have a lobster every once in a while. Sure, yep. You know, if you force me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's you know, it's always good to uh switch it up, you know, and, and sometimes that can help you realize that there was something you didn't know you liked. Uh, you know, a certain tobacco that maybe you, you wrote off, uh, you know, and said, hey, well, I don't like the sound of that, you know, and then you never tried it. But, hey, you actually give it a chance and you're like, whoa, huh, this is actually uh, much better than I thought. Yeah, well, that, that happened in one particular case. And, you know, for the sake of being honest with our customers. Mm hmm. Uh, I, you know, want to point out that we work for a Scandinavian tobacco group 
and the product um, that I'm going to mention and the person who created it, uh, you know, our STG or a member of STG, um, about eight, nine years ago, um, Lasseberg, who's uh, the, the blender um, for STG in Athens, Denmark, um, came up with a hand-pressed blend done in limited quantities in uh, packed in a humidor. I think it was only 100 grams. And it included um, uh, flowers from a certain area of Denmark. And um, it sold for, I want to say, 400 bucks. And of course, I heard about it. And the concept of the blend sounded interesting. But the 400 bucks made me want to go, <laughs> oh, no. No. And um, then I found out, you know, we were going to get some. We, you're, nobody could buy a lot of this stuff. Sure. They would only allow you to buy a small quantity. So we bought, uh, brought some in for sale. And I didn't realize that STG was sending us one to try. Yeah. So now I'm going to try it and it's not going to cost me anything. Sure. Now I'm really intrigued. Yeah. And it was one of those situations like um, you go to a real high-end steakhouse and you order yourself a sirloin and somebody else owns a uh, orders a bone-in ribeye, and they're just in heaven, and they offer you a bite. And I don't know if I want that bite, yeah. because after I have that bite, I'm not going to want my sirloin. Yeah. yeah. And I smoked the bowl of that tobacco, and I thought. This is beautifully balanced. It's really nice. Um, it's intriguing. It changes throughout the bowl. You know, all, no two puffs are exactly the same. Uh, I, I thought it was really, really interesting and enjoyable to smoke as a change of pace. Uh, but when you put it in the context of the price, it's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that was that was probably the the best example of that. Sure. sure. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Oh. Yeah, Sean's like in some uh, some Galworth. He finally got a hold of some several types, and he's glad that he has tried it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got 
you've got three types of uh, tobaccos in their lineup. Um, they, they have some regular uh, aromatics and the, the quality of the tobacco is quite good. Um, so if you're an aromatic fan and you don't mind spending a bit more, um, but you, you want better quality tobacco than you might get, you know, from something in a bag, um, you know, I, I definitely recommend giving them a try. But then the other two things that they kind of specialize in are the Lakeland scented tobaccos and um, also very potent tobaccos. They use a lot of dark burly, dark fired Kentucky, um, and they use African Virginias, which are higher in nicotine than US or Brazilian grown Virginias. Uh, so they, they make blends that have a real wallop to them. They make some that basically, I mean, you know, to use the rash generalization, they smell like the soap that from grandma's bathroom. You know, yeah. the little, the little, uh, ones, little tiny soaps that look like a rose yeah, sitting yeah. in a ceramic a plate in in her bathroom. Well, that's that's what Lakeland smell like. Um, but when you try it mixed with the flavor of the the tobacco itself, it's not as flowery as you might think, and, and it's really enjoyable. Not something that I want to smoke all the time, but. Um, but for a change of pace, uh, those Lakeland scented tobaccos are quite good, but then, you know, they have some like the dark bird's eye and the Kendall dark, which yeah. don't have much in the way of flavor. Um, but they've got a kick and you can tell it's very high quality tobacco. Yeah. Yeah, David's saying uh, he really tries not to taste tobacco or cigars that are priced such that he cannot afford to smoke them at least several times a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's totally understandable. Uh, you know, David, sometimes it could be nice, though, uh, you know, to have that kind of treat. But also as well, sometimes you can find that that price point. You might find a cigar that's at a a fourth of that price point that you're like, that was equally complex, you know, mm -hmm. price point isn't always everything with tobacco. Uh, you know, certainly, Hey, if you find one that you're in love with and you're like, well, darn, now I can't afford it. You know, I, I get it, but it's also like, it might help you appreciate sometimes too tobaccos that, uh, and cigars that are much cheaper, um, that might still have that same complexity, you know, and that's, uh, sometimes can be really intriguing, but yeah. Yeah, you know, and and some sometimes the difference in one cigar to the next might not be what you think. Sure. Uh, you know, you've got a six by fifty Toro in this cigar in a box, and you got a six by fifty Toro in a bundle from this company, and. The difference in the cigars might not be all that much. Generally, 
The bundled cigars are rolled in such a way that they're not using quite as much tobacco in the filler. Uh, that's one way that they save a little bit of money. Um, the the wrapper leaf will be of a lower grade. So when they're grading it, that might mean that your wrapper might have one noticeable vein in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that brings it down from a top quality wrapper to second quality. But sure. does, does it taste the same? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to taste the same. Yeah. So, so they can blend it so that they'll taste similar. One will probably burn a little faster than the other, but if it's half or a quarter of the price. You're making up for it in the long run. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely go along with that. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, talking a lot about uh, the, these tobaccos and whatnot, you know, right now I've kind of been searching for some some new ones uh as well to you know add to my uh rotation here now that i'm kind of smoking through a lot of, of a lot of what i have and uh you know i know we have some exciting ones uh coming out soon and uh, i didn't know if there was any that you're most excited for uh that's coming out uh in the in the near future well the next one to come out will be the Tuscany blend kit. And um, that, that'll that be coming along fairly soon because the Barrichini Tuscany pipes that the blend will go with, um, not it's not a package deal. You don't have to buy both. But since we've got a Tuscany blend and a Tuscany uh, pipe coming out, uh, we're we're going to release them around the same time. Sure. Um, and basically, if you like the flavor of the Toscano-type cigars, the dry cigars like Parodi, De Nobili, Toscano, uh, if you like that kind of cigar, these this blend is going to remind you of that flavor. And uh, so that'll be coming out. And then we have um, toward the end of next year, huh. oh, Dan, I'll, I'll work something out. Um, and uh, but saving money for, ah, the Norman Rockwell pipe. I was going to talk about that too, yeah. Yeah, they're here. To on that. Yeah, they're Super here. They're, that. And they're on the, the site, uh, the pipes and the leather pouches. Everything's all set. They're up on the website. If you've been waiting for the Norman Rockwell pipe, get your over to PNC and get your order in so that yeah. you get them before they go. Yeah, and listen, don't worry. If you happen to forget tomorrow, I'll be reminding you through uh, through email. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's right. But yes, the Norman Rockwell pipes are now available. Um, and then um, late next year, uh, we're going to uh, release a new uh, blend 
in the Hearth and Home Marquee series because I'm experimenting with a special dark fired. And, um, and that's going to be a significant part of the blend. So um, I'm going to be working on it probably until about the middle of next year. And then once we nail down the blend, production will start, and that'll come out later next year. And then we also have Bengal Slices Red coming out. And this one's going to be for people who like Bengal Slices, but they'd like something similar but lighter in flavor. Um, it, it's, it doesn't have as much Latakia, but it does have a pleasant oriental note and it is pressed into a crumble cake. And so, uh, Bengal Slices Red will be joining the black and white labels, um, at some point next year. And then, um, in the second half, early second half of next year, we are working on the introduction of the first three Barrichini pipe tobaccos. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, David, uh, would you avoid or buy a blend based purely on the tin art, even though the blend is well thought of or not? You know, David, um, you know, regards to that, sometimes presentation can be very important. And, uh, you know, luckily with a, a cigar, normally you can still at least kind of see the cigar or, you know, you know, you can learn, learn a bit about it uh, just from appearance. But, uh, you know, sometimes a tin, you know, certainly can be a bit difficult um, to kind of fully judge based on appearance. Because, you know, if you can't open it up, you can't really see the, you know, tobacco. So it can be a little bit tougher. But if, 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 if you still know the tobacco is good you know, or you're still itching to give it a try. It's not at a bad price point. You know, the, the tin art's not going to scare me away, I'd say. But, um, but yeah, I don't know how you feel, Russ. As far as um, tin art goes, um, I admire tin art mm -hmm. because I'm terrible at doing it. <laughs> um, in the early days of Hearth and Home Marquee, I did design the labels. And um, I have seen piles of dog crap that yeah. were more artfully done uh, than my labels. Sure. Uh, thank God we have professionals now to do that. Yeah, we got a, we got a, we got a team for that kind of uh, kind of deal there. But we have we have one um, line that that uh, we're doing. Um, that is the revival of an old blend and the tin art is practically identical to the original tin art because sure. I think it's the classiest tin art I, I've seen and that's Bengal slices. Yeah, yeah. That, that red, yellow and, and uh, black scheme with the very clean graphics and very clean font it, yeah. it just 
you know, it's authentic. It's, I, I don't know that you could improve much on that design. Yeah. You know, I understand you completely, you know, when it's nice, clean, classy, um, you know, like that certainly can make a difference. Yep. Yeah. Sean's saying that Brigadier Black has some awesome art. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Dan asked it if I'm easier to bribe than Russ. <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say anything, Dan. You know, I can't say uh, anything for sure, you know, but we'll kind of, we'll leave it at that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to, what you got to do is get yourself an older car that has hubcaps. Yeah. So that you can hide the uh, bulk tobacco bags in the hubcaps on sure. your trip up to see Dan in Quebec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan, you gotta, you gotta get, uh, you know, a Airbnb a place uh, for 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 one night in the United States, you know, and just uh, get everything you need, stock up uh, those hubcaps full of everything you could ever want from pipes and cigars, and just drive back across. Or you can stand on one side of the lake, we'll stand on the other, and we'll use a T-shirt gun to shoot the bags of tobacco to you. Yeah, sounds like a plan. <laughs> David, uh, David's basically saying Spike would be an artist then if, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Scared? He's scared to come over here because we've got guns. Uh, just just for t-shirts. <laughs> uh, we got, yeah, you know, but but we we've got guns, and we also we also have Wolverines. So, yeah. you know. What are you gonna do? You gotta be careful in Michigan, you know. Yeah. Uh, then again, we don't have as many things here that'll kill you as they do in Australia. Oh, I know. Avoid those spiders <laughs> and snakes and everything yeah. else. Yeah, I, I remember George Carlin's old bit about um, about platypuses. Yeah. That when God created platypuses, he must have been high. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> we'll take a beaver and we'll put a duck's bill on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then of course give them poison barbs on their hind legs. Sure, sure, why not? Add a little uh add a little something. Oh, D David's talking about feral pigs. Yeah. I've got a I've got a buddy in um in Arizona and his yard is fenced in and feral pigs Ah, there you go. Yeah, I got a George Carlin uh, vinyl right here. So don't worry. I am uh, <laughs> I am educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, was my grandfather's, but now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that's a great album. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, let's see. What, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, feral pigs. Yeah, yeah. My buddy's got them running around behind his yard. Yeah. Huh. Um, Dan says his ex-mother-in-law looked like a platypus. It must have been a very interesting marriage, I'm sure, Dan. Yeah. Um, 
Um, Canada has some super feral boars. Do they have capes? I, I guess so. They uh, super in some way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we got to get some kryptonite for them. Okay. Hello, Robert. How are you? Uh, well, yeah. God, the hour goes so fast. I know. It's, you know, there's always... I'm doing this by myself. I get I get to about 55 minutes. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to talk about from the next five yeah. minutes? Yeah, we just we find more to talk about, you know, once once it hits 55 minutes and, you know, it's just like, oh, well, here's uh, here's 30 or 40 minutes more of conversation we can have. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're already 13 minutes over. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much to talk about, you know, so many exciting deals, uh, you know, in, including coming up you know keep keep an eye on that monthly calendar deal because uh today is november 30th so if you want that cascadia get it now that's true but if, if, if you were if thinking you, about a, yep. a backpacker pipe um you know get some tins of tobacco don't forget you get a mug yeah. with each item you buy yeah so yep. you know get yourself a nice setup for breakfast Get yeah. your get yourself a backpacker pipe, a few tobaccos, and you know you're all set. Yeah, your your morning is good. Yeah, and coming up this December, uh, we have another great calendar deal for you. Uh, on, you know, we, we we talked about it this this podcast, but you know, a little bit a little bit of Captain Black, so something to look forward to, uh, and check out on the homepage button tomorrow when it's gonna when it's gonna change. And also remember, too, that um, December brings two monthly deals. Yeah, yep. That's not the only one. So you got Captain Black for the month of December mm -hmm. for the entire month. And then Hearth and Home. And I believe it's Mark, it might be Marquee, but Hearth and Home deal yeah. for the entire month of uh of december 2 because yep. that's the december 23 page on the new calendar that you get free yep. with purchases over 49 dollars. yeah so if you haven't gotten your calendar yet place an order even if it's just a pack of pipe cleaners yeah yeah, no, it'll be great. Um, you know, it's, it's a super great month. You know, I, I've put together, you know, I, I'm looking at the calendar now. I have an email going out to you guys almost every single day. Uh, so, you know, be sure to keep looking at that inbox because uh, you're going to see new things almost every single day. You know, new deals, new products, all sorts of really exciting stuff uh, going into this new year. So, Oh, and also in the new year. Um, we just received pictures, um, prior to shipment, uh, but Decatur is bringing out a whole new line of pipe racks mm. and they will be coming in, in the new year, they come in a darker stained and a more natural finish. Yeah. Um, and everything from single pipe rests to eight pipe racks. Um, 
and the prices will stun you yeah. as, as compared to some of the other stuff that's out there. Um, mm -hmm. the, the wood is, is nice enough that you don't, they don't use that opaque stain that won't let you see the grain of the wood. Yeah. I mean, they, they're really attractive, um, nice designs and they'll be uh, coming in soon and we'll be talking to them as time goes on about adding more designs. Mm -hmm. But um, there will be new Decatur pipe racks coming out in the new year. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to load you right up. Huh. Back, yep. back, back to pick up to the door, George. Yeah. We'll have one of the guys help you out. Mm-hmm. Racks will be great. Yes, they yep. will. Yep. Scott's got his calendar in the mail. Yeah. Great to hear. Great to hear. Nice. I um I brought I brought one of the calendars home. Um, but Gretchen prefers her annual Pomeranian calendar. Oh. It's tough, you know. Only so much room for calendars, huh? <laughs> yep. Yep. And then I got, we got the calendar and on the back, it shows all the pictures of the 12 months. And one of the Pomeranians looks like Spike. So, yeah. So Might as well keep that month up all, all, all year long. Oh, well, he's going to be insufferable for that entire month. Yeah. He's going to think he's a celebrity. I know. Hey, hopefully the fame doesn't get to his head. Well, I don't know. I think he already thinks he owns the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, he everyone's trots. already such big fans on those walks you take him on. Yeah, I knew he trots right along. He sees somebody, gets all excited, starts jumping up and down. People can't help but pet him and smile. Of course. He's an attention craver. He's Yeah, yeah. I almost said something else. Yeah, I know, I know. I you know <laughs> can edit that out in post, you know. <laughs> yeah, there is no post. This <laughs> is why. I know, I know. Uh anyway. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week's uh week. Uh thank you folks so much for uh taking the time out of your week uh to join us. And um we uh, we're looking forward to, uh, of course, doing this again next week. Don't forget, oh, yeah. don't forget that um, now you can get this wherever you get your podcast because we take the audio and uh, convert it. So you can go to Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find us under PNC's Talking Tobacco. And um, also, with that little button you have on uh, the screen, you can share the live stream so you can get together with a buddy, watch it together, and you can critique that's on the fly. Talk about what idiots we are. And yeah, yeah. Whatever else comes to mind. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's... Uh, but thanks once again. And... Um, 
we certainly appreciate uh, uh, all your feedback. Uh, it's one of the highlights of uh, uh, of my week, and sure. it's great having uh, it's great having Kane with me. Um, and Charles, here. Scott, Dan, Ryan, David, Robert, enjoy yourselves. Have yep, a great time. Everyone. And see you next week. All right. See ya. Thank you, guys. Bye.